Welcome to another episode of Magic Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves there are people in this world that are not mad about the stickers. Wait, what stickers? What are stickers? I'm your host, Moderator Dave, and with me we have... I'm Ben, and I'm confused. And also with us we have... I'm Dave, and I'm also confused. Other than being confused, what have y'all been doing this week? Uh, playing a lot of arena and getting deep into the grind, I guess, if you want to call it that. Are you, are you working your way up to mythic? Yeah, I guess so. A little bit at a time. I don't, I don't know that there can be an I guess so to that. Either you are working, you're trying to get to mythic or you're not. No. You're either working your way up or working your way down. Well, I wasn't going to say anything <laughs> negative. I was just like, there, there's two options. You're trying to get to mythic or you're not. Are you actually trying to get yeah. to Mythic, or are you just playing Magic? I'm just playing Magic. It would be cool oh. if I got to Mythic, but I, I seem to win more than I lose, so I might get there if I play enough. Oh. I just didn't know if the end goal was to get to Mythic, or if you were just putzing around. Oh, no. My end goal is to make enough uh, in-game currency to buy more wild cards. That's Seems like pretty. a futile attempt. They lofty goal. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest goal of Arena, even more than getting to Mythic. Um, but we can talk more about your Arena experiences later on in the podcast, because I'm sure they can fill an entire segment. Uh, let's move on to what other Dave's been doing this week. Uh, so I I built a deck for the Gladiator Challenge that I forgot we were having. This challenge is looking real good for me. <laughs> I have to say that if I don't win it, um, there's something, and there's some real injustice in this world. I do feel pretty confident about my deck, though. Awesome. It is still possible that I, I find a way to make it happen. You lose um, the superior title. I, I hope not, but you know. Well, we'll we'll have to see that. Uh, that's uh, happening later today. The on Twitch. Yeah. Y'all listening to the podcast? Uh, this is irrelevant information. Check the show notes. There'll be a link to the YouTube video will be there. And then I checked out that Spell Slingers game, which I believe we're talking about later. Yes, yes, we are. Um, so that's about all you've been doing this week, because uh, we can move on to me. Uh, oh, yeah, no, definitely. We should we should move on to the more important thing here. <laughs> me, obviously. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been working all week on fine-tuning my uh, Gladiator Challenge deck I played. Not as many games as I like because, oh my goodness, do they take a while to play sometimes. But played a lot of games, smashed some games. I think I'm feeling real good. So that's basically all I did. Let's move on to news. Did you know, y'all, that Magic is 30 years old this year? Dang, it's a dad. It's got the whole dad bod and everything, actually. On its way to being a zaddy. I was gonna say it's a it's a daddy on its way to zaddy. That was the perfect callback, but now I've ruined it because yes, callback, you pointed callback, out the callback. Out. You never point out the callback. Ah, uh, anyways, I bring this up because they're doing a couple of uh, talked about celebrate talked about zaddies before. Yeah, I'm sorry, my my mind is going. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that either. Did I bring it up? Anyways, um, you know, it might not have made the podcast. It did. <laughs> oh, so much anyways, for this memory you don't have. You I mean, it didn't. Being... <laughs> you tricked me. What? My what wit is, is also going, going apparently. Oh, man. I'm just here for the memes. Are you guys done? I think so. I I'm confused <laughs> right now. Again. It's okay. So Magic's turning 30. Yes. And... Some might say a cause for celebration. That's definitely Watsi's take as they're holding a celebratory event in Las Vegas on September 28th through the 30th. And it's going to be a big deal. So what deal. you're saying is Magic is having a midlife crisis. Yes. Because that's, that's, that's the thing people with their midlife crisis do is go to Vegas, right? Yeah. Going to Vegas? Yes. Getting a whole bunch of swag, eat, swag, eating, a, swag eating a bunch of edibles. Hmm. Is that 
Is that a thing in Vegas? Is that legal? Yeah, it's legal in Vegas. Oh, how about that? Let's talk about... Try and relive the glory days. I'm talking about playing magic, not the edibles. Back in the day, you could cast the Black Lotus on turn one and nobody cared. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. What do you guys think about this event? Have you looked at the uh, the ticket prices and uh, some of the some of the stuff they're doing? Yeah. If I was inclined to travel across the country and had the money and time to do so, I wouldn't mind. I'd buy the weekend package, I think. So let's just give a rundown of the basic packages and the costs and, uh, you know, what you give for them. The single day package, like 60 bucks. I think that's a pretty, pretty all right deal that gets you into the festival and gets you some promo cards and uh, some boosters. So that's cool. For one of the days. Yeah. Yeah. For one day. And then the weekend package is uh, $160, which gets you in for all three days and gets you the promo cards the boosters into like a play mat. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hon. So it's $160 for the weekend, $60 for the single day package. So it's a saving of $20. But if you just bought three single day tickets, would you get duplicate booster packs? I don't know. Duplicate you foils? Cards? Uh, that's a good question. That might be actually Probably worth it. not. Uh, do you really need three copies of Richard Garfield PhD promo card? Um, yes. Those are going to be worth money. <laughs> well, okay then. So, I don't know. I think there's been a talk on the internet about concern for the prices, but generally I think they're fine. I mean, you don't want to pay the, you don't want to pay the cost, don't go. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think there's anything there that's excessive or unnecessary. But, um... The packages go up from there. You get VIP packages that give you uh, more boosters, tickets to exclusive events and stuff like that. I don't know we, if we should go into bogging everything down. Lots of swag. Yeah, lots of swag. Basically, the more cost the VIP uh, ticket, the swaggier the swag. And uh, the Black Lotus VIP includes an exclusive Friday night Unfinity event with Mark Rosewater if you want to hang out with him in the VIP lounge. You know, if he's going to dress in a chicken suit, that might even be worth just $700. Wow. I'm sure there'll be some YouTube videos. Yeah. Mark Rosewater in the VIP section. Huh? Well, they might not be related. In a chicken suit. Sounds real kinky. Only in Vegas. Uh, you guys are making me uncomfortable, so I think we should move on. That was my goal. <laughs> the thing that they're offering this year which I'm like 150% sure they didn't do for the Magic 25 event, is virtual ticket package, um, you know, for the people like me who do not want to fly out to Vegas at this point in time. Um, you can purchase one of the or ever, packages. really. I mean, you know, I, I've been there once. It was all right. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not shitting on Vegas. I've been there once too. I just, uh, it's just a big thing to do. Man. I, I don't have any desire to ever go back. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but how anyways, is the smell? We're talking about magic. I just have to ask that question. Like on the street, the smell of Vegas. Yeah, it smelled like sweat. It kind of, I got that impression. It was probably not that pleasant. I mean, it wasn't like overbearing, and it wasn't like once you're inside somewhere, you don't. It wasn't like garbage in New, like New York garbage or San Francisco. No, no, it wasn't nearly as bad as the New York street smell. Okay. Or uh, it's just hot there, you know. Like it's real hot. The press of bodies is not as bad as it is in New York. It's just fucking hot. It is really hot. In, <laughs> it's in a places. desert. Makes sense. So, is the smell of sweat better or worse than the average punk show? Oof. Um. I, mean, I think the last punk show I went to, yeah, no, punk show is probably worse. Follow-up question. Is the smell of sweat better or worse than the smell of my sweat in my basement while I'm watching the virtual event? <laughs> I mean, that smell could be any smell <laughs> you want, sir. Just take a bath. Probably depends on how much vinegar-related food you eat. Mmm, vinegar. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this story. It may or may not make the podcast. Do with it what you will. Just but like the last, 
Yes. It may or may not have made the podcast and nobody knows. Damn it. Somebody goes back and looks. Um, so the last, uh, the, like ska show I went to, it was, um, it's like a relatively small venue and it was so goddamn sweaty in that like venue. And it, like sweat was like, you're, you're stepping in it. Right. And then you're like, man, I gotta go to the bathroom. So you work your way out of the crowd. And then, and then you walk into the bathroom and the walls are like sweating because all of everybody's sweat is condensating <laughs> on the uh, subway tile in the bathroom. <laughs> it was the grossest well, I believe it. ever. It's the worst sweatiest ska show I've ever been to. Yeah, that sounds. And then shortly thereafter, that the uh, theater closed down for renovation. Mm-hmm. I, I don't health know code violation had anything to do. It was so gross. But let's uh, actually concentrate on magic podcasting instead of talking about hey. sweat. And in, in, in ska shows. I will talk about whatever I feel like. Proving that I have no control over this <laughs> moderator's title is it's, it's meaningless. So virtual tickets. This is a first uh, for Watsy, I believe. And I'm all for it. I think it's cool. For $30, what you get is a arena event token, a Mitco event token, and then two Q&As, with, one with uh, Richard <gasps> Garfield creator of the wow. game magic the gathering for those of you not in the know and uh mark rosewater what is he lead designer yep. now for all of magic you also get uh arena avatar which would be cool it's exclusive i wonder what it will be or is it going to sell it on the store later they're going to sell it on the store later there's nothing sacred can't they have a reserved list for arena goods so you want them to actively <laughs> continue to piss people off way into the future, 30 years into the future. Works for Fortnite. Yeah, but a lot of people don't like Fortnite. <laughs> Dang. I don't know if it's for that reason, but anyways. People like to feel special. I want to be Watsy's special little boy. I, I, I am curious. Like, the Q&A with Richard Garfield at this point, is that... Uh, yeah, I wonder what that's going to be like. I mean, no shade... But I listened to Mark Rosewater's podcast where he interviewed Richard Garfield and they were talking about when they were designing like um, Tempest or something. And he didn't really remember much. Yeah, I would say some of the and don't get me wrong, all respect to the creator of the game that we obsess about. But I don't know what he has to add to the the modern style of it, though. No. Well, he comes back from time to time and does game design. He worked on uh, the last Dominarian set. So he, how, I think he, how he, much I think did he, he work on it and how much was he just there to talk about? Like, had, had you let me finish my sentence, I'm pretty sure he's responsible for the saga mechanic. Oh, um, interesting. But yeah, I think, I don't, I don't know. I think that being that it's virtual, if your desire is to answer a question, I don't know if that is going to shake out considering that there's going to be a lot of people there. If you just want to hear what he has to say, that might be worth attending. Personally, I think even excluding the two Q&As, it's worth $30 to do two events if you play Magic Arena and online. Yeah. So wait, what? what's the events fire again? The events is a token for uh, arena event, and then it's a it's like a chaos draft, I think, is what I read. And then I think it's probably the same on Magic Online, some kind of chaos draft for Magic Thirty. And you get some kind of um, discount on merch. Yeah, the exclusive Magic Thirty merchandise that you can only buy at. Magic 30 in Vegas is also available online if you buy this ticket pass. Do you get a um, discount or you just get the right to buy it? You just get the right to buy it. I mean, it. that makes sense. I mean, I'm not. That's fine. It's pretty cool. So, that's cool. There's a patch in there I think I might get. Um, that The virtual event know. I might do. I don't think it's worth probably talking about the festival in the box at this point since it's nope, sold out. It's but sold out. That was cool. Do you guys want to know what we're talking about? You uh, lads and ladies, uh, just check the link in the show notes and you can uh, see what you missed out on. Sad. 
I remember seeing the festival in the box. Now that I'm looking at it, because I remember that uh, the artwork of the rice ball. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I remember thinking it looked like he was going to eat his kid. <laughs> yeah, that's the sleeve. Uh, yeah. Going going off on a tangent. That I, might I'm be great. available to purchase. I'm great at going off on tangent. If you have the virtual event pass, possible. That remains to be seen. Yeah. Well, also, isn't that um, the actual card is also part of something else, isn't it? Yeah, the cards are part of a secret layer. Yeah, so you so. can still get the that oh, secret yeah. layer, possibly. But you can't oh. get the legally distinct Thanos Gauntlet, Gauntlet Arcane Signet. That's only for That's the Magic only 30 available. Yeah. Celebration. And the Soul Ring, featuring the art from the Masterwork version from um, Keladash. I, I like that artwork for the Soul Ring. Pretty neat. Um, <laughs> what? Good God. <laughs> cut that from the podcast. <laughs> I couldn't tell what the hell happened. I thought you exploded there for a second. <laughs> I thought it was a possum passing gas. That, well, that's, that is what it was. He just ran in here and just let loose and ran away. It's okay. It'll only be around for another couple of years. That actually happened to... Not, I guess a possum didn't come and fart during her podcast, but a co-worker <laughs> had possums crawl into her dryer vent. Oh, no. And eat through the tube oh. and end up in her basement. Oh, gosh. That's no bueno. That's rad. Yeah. Possums are the coolest creatures ever. Which which prompted Julie to ask me what our possum plan was. What's your plan if <laughs> possums get in here? It's like a zombie apocalypse plan. Yeah. The possum yeah. a, a possum I make, list lips. I plan to make friends with them. Possums are awesome. Yeah. I plan to teach them, train them to break into other people's houses. Yeah. And They're, steal their magic cards. It sounds like more of a ferret thing. Ferrets are like yeah. the rogues of the rodent space. Uh, yeah. Maybe an otter. I'll have you know, sir, that possums are a marsupial. So, get out here with that rodent. Well, I guess so. Anyways, you guys need to stop it. We're trying to focus on podcasting. So you're trying to focus on podcasting. I'm just <laughs> here to be a distraction. Clearly. So now that we've talked about virtual events and in-person events and stuff, uh, final thoughts. Uh, are you planning on picking up at the very least a virtual game, pa- uh, virtual event pass? Yes. No. Uh, I'm going to pick one up, but it's fair if you don't. That's fine, too. To each their own. Uh, speaking of to each their own, y'all want to talk about Spell Slingers? Spell Slingers. Have you played it yet, Ben? No. What is it? It's, it is uh, Magic the Gathering and that other card game. Digital card game? game? Whose name I can't think of. The one that's about stones, right? Yeah, Hearthstone, right? Yeah. Kidney so, Stone. Kidney Stone, the card game. Yeah, I heard you guys talk about this, or you mentioned it, and I was going to check it out, but then I got caught in brewing a gladiator deck and forgot all about it. So what's up with it? Uh, but it it is quite literally the bastard child of Hearthstone and Magic the Gathering. I do not what? think... It is as good as either one of those. Interesting. So when you say bastard child is like the big difference between Hearthstone is you had like a character with a special ability. You have that in this. Okay. Um, You have a character with a special ability. Damage is permanent, just like in Hearthstone. Oh, permanent damage, yeah. Um, Or Soulscar Mages. There are not instants. There are just traps that you have to pay for ahead of time. Interesting. 
the other really it's Hearthstone with a Magic the Gathering skin. Mm-hmm. Do you, can you can you buy make uh, in app purchases? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, are they trying to capitalize on the Hearthstone population and get them more interested in Magic? Is that the, the aim of this, or what? What's the thing? Probably. I'm I'm just not with if. if Arena is available on mobile platforms. Yeah, I would say they're trying to capture the Hearthstone audience. Okay, because this is available on Android, iOS, and PC, correct? That's correct. And I just don't... <laughs> I'm, I'm having was, a hard time wrapping my head around so one, this. So one of the big differences that I find incredibly annoying um, is that you do not have all of the so in Hearthstone they're classes, but in this one it's your individual planeswalkers. You don't have them unlocked to begin with. Oh. You start just with Chandra. Probably it's pretty quick to get the the next planeswalker, which depending on how well you've done, it kind of depends on what you'll have access to. So like I had been playing maybe like an hour when I got uh, a key to unlock my next planeswalker and I was like, I have played against Ashiok a few times and I think she looks really cool. And I went to unlock her and you have to have at least reached the bronze rank hmm. to unlock Ashiok. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I've also played against Kiora a little bit. She seemed cool so I'll do Kiora instead. I'm thinking that I would get another planeswalker in the next hour and that turned out to not be the case. Huh. I just I just unlocked another planeswalker yesterday, so about maybe twenty four or forty eight hours will play after that, somewhere between there. So it's a little bit like what you the play progression is a little bit like what you had in Magic Puzzle Quest, kind of like that, or Duels of the Planeswalker. I think you unlocked planeswalkers with different decks as you went. Do you get special like cards that are specific to Planeswalkers? So yeah, each Planeswalker has three specialty cards that they can put in their deck and then obviously each Planeswalker has their own ability. In addition to that, uh, you know, your your regular card pool is decided by packs in a very similar way to Hearthstone. Ooh, ooh, ooh. next question. Sorry, I have to jump the gun cuz I'll forget. Can you dust cards? So, uh, from what I can tell, you can craft cards. <gasps> Using real money? Uh, or or broken down cards? So, I have not seen an option to break down cards. No! You get, you get the currency to craft cards from asking people in your alliance for stuff or completing these, like, two-hour quests that they put out oh no so do you have to put treasure chests in a little thing and then wait for two hours until it unlocks no oh good no so so it's like every every so many i think it's two hours they give you a new a new just random quest and it has random rewards and and random objectives which i also have a slight problem with that get to Mm -hmm. that later so so the the rewards seem to range anywhere from coins, which are what you use to buy stuff from the daily store, to gems, which are your paid currency, to the the other types of gems, which is what you use to create cards, and uh, and in some cases packs. There are two daily quests, which both always seem to be coins and gems, the store currency and the paid currency. However. Unlike in Arena or Hearthstone, if you have the chance to delete a quest, it will not re-roll it for you. You will just delete it and you will get... So uh, as I was playing that first day, one of the first quests I got was win two games with Frasca. Well, I hadn't unlocked Frasca yet. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll replace it, thinking like I would press the X and replace it. No, it just deleted it. I was like, oh. And so like... Giving me objectives that are literally impossible for me to complete yeah. the time that you give them to me is kind of shitty. Yeah, that's not good. Because then the next objective that I got was complete a game with two with complete two games with a black planeswalker. And I was like, I don't have a black planeswalker yet either. Ugh. This sounds scummy. Yeah. So the 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 moment's moment gameplay is alright. It's Hearthstone. 
You know, if you like Hearthstone, you're going to like this. It's also the other thing that I have to say about it is it's not balanced as well as Hearthstone is. Each class in Hearthstone feels viable. Yeah. You know, so since I had it starts you with Chandra and I unlocked Kiora, when I got my third Planeswalker, I was like, I keep getting these these white and black quests. You know, I'm going to unlock Kaya. That way I have all five colors covered. Right. I can complete any quest other than the ones that are like play with a specific planeswalker. And Kaya and Chandra are just bad. Like, <laughs> uh, So you, you need to play with them to complete the quest to get the thing, but you're not going to have as much fun. Yeah. I enjoy playing as Kiora. Her, her deck is fun to play. It seems like Ashiok is fun because I, I still see a lot of people playing as her. Hmm. Did you got to get up to a certain rank to even unlock her? It does not take that long. It's the first rank that you get, and it's getting to that first rank also. I think you don't lose points when you lose in that oh, first rank, so gotcha. it's just a matter of like winning seven or eight matches probably to get there. Not bad. Yeah. The other reward is that you get a treasure chest every five wins. You can get up to seven treasure chests a week, so basically you need to win five matches a day in order to max out your rewards. Get you on that mill. You gotta get you on that grindstone. Um, so I didn't play it nearly as much as you did because I didn't like it. Um, it's uh, it's a lot of like you said, it's a lot of a uh, hearthstone type uh, gameplay. Which if you're into that kind of thing, that's cool. But all it reminded me of is that I could be playing natural magic at this point, which coincidentally is what hearthstone reminded me of and why i went back to playing magic after taking a break for so long so um the th- i the things i do I- think hearthstone is unique enough to stand on its own for magic oh definitely but and, it's just not my jam and i enjoyed hearthstone with time i spent with it if i had enough time for both games i would probably play games I just don't i don't have that time the things i did like about Spellslingers was the the animation style that they use. The art style is great. Yeah, the the voice acting is really good, and um, that's about it. <laughs> the gameplay, like it's it's Hearthstone us gameplay. So you know, I didn't play. I played like three games, and then I was like, I think I'm done because I'd rather be fine tuning my Gladiator deck. Yeah, I I think at the end of the day, my biggest complaint is the balancing issues. Mm. Like we touched we touched on this earlier, but my biggest complaint is I don't really understand why it exists because <laughs> it seems like they're just, bastardizing their own, they're cannibalizing themselves. They're, they're, yeah, it's like they're building this version of magic that doesn't really have any relevant. Like, if you were like, well, this is an onboarding product for Arena. It doesn't do that because it teaches you how to play magic wrong. Like let you're going to have people thinking that. Let me uh, ask you guys this and stuff like that. What Wizards of the Coast game video game has been good? Besides, like the Magic. Any like any video game that is not Magic Arena or Magic Online. I mean, Duels of the Planeswalker was like okay That's because magic. it was Magic. Yeah. Yeah, but that's still that's magic. Okay, so not magic. You're playing magic. Are 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 you going anyone to anyone where you are not playing the actual oh, rules? Of absolutely magic. none, zero. I, I mean, I think I could maybe make a case for for the old Dark Alliances. What about the uh, Battle Mage game that was on the original Xbox? Oof, oof. <laughs> I'm just bringing that one up because it nobody, has its fans. Weirdly enough. No, like, did you play it? I played it. Yeah. Okay. It's like every time I bring it up, like, what are you talking about? Like, nobody played it, so you could say it was good, and nobody would know. Yeah, I had a friend in college who was obsessed with Magic to the point where I think he bought an Xbox explicitly to play that game, and then was like, "This oh, game that, sucks." That poor bastard. <laughs> I think I think we played it for maybe like two hours, and then we were like, "We should go buy Halo." <laughs> <laughs> That was a better choice. The, the original uh, Dark Alliance games were good. Yeah, those are, that's the one thing that I can think of, is those original Dark Alliance games. And then since then, 
every time they try to capitalize on the video game market. It feels disastrous. I guess Baldur's Gate Earth. 3 is alright. It's still in early access, does, though. Does Dungeons & Dragons Online count? Because Wizards doesn't really have anything to do with that one. Well, they didn't really have anything to do with Dark Alliance, either. They just yeah. licensed the name out. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, technically, yes. We are talking about how they're using their licenses, so yeah. I would say it counts. Okay. Well, I... I, I Back in the day, Dungeons and Dragons Online was the bee's knees. I thought it was poop, as they say. But I played it because I, I like to hang out with you. Did I? I guess I didn't play that at the same time as you guys. I played it with someone. Can't remember who. I did not like it either. I, I played it just because one of my other friends was playing it. And as soon as he stopped playing it, I put it away. Y'all make me feel some kind of way about myself. <laughs> it's all right. You're allowed to like bad video games. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we should move on to other things. I think we finally did it, uh, Other Dave. What did we do? We finally got Ben to actually seriously consider playing Arena. It took a while, but I I think he's decided that Goldfishing Pioneer decks by himself isn't as much fun as grinding arena. No. I, I have to say, every time that I have gotten in arena this week, Ben has been in there. I, I mean, every single time. I'm like, who's my one friend that's online? Oh, it's Ben. I'm pretty sure I've played arena more this week than I have the entirety of its existence. So, um. so uh, let's uh, let's hear some of your hot takes as a uh, semi-newly converted arena player okay so first of all i learned a few things now is a very bad time to make decks we are on the cusp of a major expansion release and a standard rotation so yeah don't build a standard deck right now i had a white uh mono white deck that i didn't change at all because i was like i don't want to buy the wild cards for the meta or whatever so I'm using a mono white deck from pre Kamigawa. So there's no Kamigawa cards fur- further in it. And man, that deck still kicks ass. I don't know why the standard meta ever went away from it. This was anybody that played it or played against it. It was the one that used um I don't, relied heavily I on don't the exiles. Think, I don't think the standard meta ever actually did go away from it. So the best because I still was playing against it when I was playing standard and I was playing it when I was playing standard, except I added the wandering emperor. So what I've seen is that they changed out the stone binders familiar, the dog that gets bigger yeah. when you exile things for uh-huh. a training um, monk. Forget his name. I took mine out for wandering emperor. Another than that, it's the same deck. And then they put a Legion Angel in there with three in the sideboard to pull in. They like kept wow. iterating all these different things. I had the Legion Angel in there from the first time I built the deck. Oh, really? When I first started. It, yeah. It's a good play. Wow. I have it in my paper mono white deck. But anyway, so I think that they just added different things as that, like, you know, to use the new cards or whatever. And I think that this is the better version. However, in a couple weeks, it's gone because half the cards are rotating out. I Sorry. I think Stonebinder Familiar is a good enough card, and I think that version of the deck is still strong. Oh, but, it's basically a control deck. Right, but, I mean, if you take the Stonebinder's Familiar out and you put in the Wandering Emperor, it's more control. The Wandering Emperor can win the game on her own. Yeah. Which the Stonebinder Familiar cannot do. Well, uh, and people you still were shaving have access to all of the exile that you did before. People were shaving brutal Cathars, and they were taking out the Skyclave apparitions altogether. Oh no, I still yeah. have four both of those. Yeah, they were they were not exiling as much anymore, and I think that the deck was poor <laughs> compared to this version. But yeah, I guess maybe I didn't change my version as much as people have changed it because. Uh, like I said, the only thing I did to change mine is I took out the Stonebinding Familiar. I put in Wandering Emperor. I already had the Legion Angel there. so mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, so that's and the... I was already... 
that's my experience with ours. standard. Um, I think, hold on, I did take something else out when I took out the Stonebinder Familiar. The 3-2 that has a Paladin, you can pay one white, one colorless to make it uh, give it protection from the color of your choice. Oh, you have three different powers. Yes, uh, Sun, Gold, Sentinel. Sun, sun, Steel, or yeah, Sun, Gold, Sentinel. That was probably it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I took her out for something else. I don't remember what. I see. Because just once you don't have the stone finders familiar in there anymore, she just right. isn't as good. Yeah, correct. I would say. Yeah, so that's my experience with the standard portion of Arena. Um, I also decided to get into Explorer since I kind of, I guess I'm the pioneer guy, and that's kind of the closest thing we got on Arena. I thought that I built the mono green stompy deck i guess you can't call it a devotion deck because nykthos isn't doesn't exist on arena but i did find that that deck i thought it would perform worse but to me it's kind of on par without nykthos um it still really makes a lot of mana very quickly i really dig that i i kind of stomping all over people in the in the explore space now just best of one i haven't built the sideboards because i don't have enough wild cards but yeah i was really impressed with how that deck operated it's very tricky to pilot but once you get all the interactions down with uh, how valuable kiora is uh let you untap a target permanent people under undervalue her because <laughs> but she's really what makes a lot of mana for you so i'm kind of climb trying to climb up the uh constructed ladder with with that because I mean why why not if I'm just trying to do my dailies why not do it ranked yep and then I also played some historic I, I don't really know I don't really know about historic <laughs> I'm not sold on on the whole idea of historic what kind of decks are like popular it seems like I don't play against a lot of the same decks I play against a lot of the same decks but well, I do play against uh, red decks a lot. I yeah. play against a lot of elves and a lot of goblins. Yeah, goblins. Mm, yeah, that goblin deck in Historic is pretty... Uh, and a lot of life gain. Those are the three things I oh, see yeah. a lot. I see Arcanist, uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist decks, a decent chunk. What's mm-hmm. the Dreadhorde Arcanist do? Uh, whenever he attacks, you can play an instant or sorcery from your graveyard. Uh with mana cost equal to or less than Dreadhorde Arcanist power for free. Oh, I don't think I've I met that one. Yeah, they mm-hmm. use, uh, there's a blue dude who whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you can make something's base power three, and then they just play cantrips and blow your face open. But uh, that's what weeks ago, Vortex is for. I say a couple weeks ago, I'd mentioned that Roiling Vortex was messing people up. Yeah. And so, yeah, they try to play their spells from free from their graveyard and they take five damage. And then almost always, it seems like there's a moment of confusion. Obviously, you can't see the person, but it's like every time it happens, they don't do anything for a few seconds. And then all of a sudden, they're reading the Roiling Vortex card. Like I can see the mouse over Roiling Vortex. Oh, yeah. Because they, they're like, <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, which actually brings me to one of the things that I noticed about Arena. And I I don't really want to say it like this, but maybe Arena could use more triggers for the players that don't really know what's going on. So, ex- if, for example, they got dealt five damage and they didn't know why they got five damage, so they're reading all your cards to try to figure it out. That kind of happened to me for in a couple different places... Um, where it took me a second to realize what had happened and why I like got yeah. missed something. And I'm like, and it throws your whole game off, but I, I don't know if they uh, need to add more triggers or anything. Um, just one, one, one example is Humano faced, uh, the two, two haste that when it, it flips from the enchantment, Kumano, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The red, the red yeah. enchantment it's that like, does the one damage. Yeah. So when he mm-hmm. flips over, <laughs> He's got haste, but his other ability is if a card that's damaged by you goes to the graveyard, it actually gets exiled. Right. So I didn't get a trigger for hitting the graveyard, and I was like, where did my trigger go for hitting the graveyard? And it didn't tell me anything. But it will pop up and tell you, hey, 
um, when you play this adversaries or yeah, the spectral adversary or something like that, if you don't pay the extra mana, it will bring that trigger up even though you didn't pay the extra mana and then just go away. So if they're doing that, why couldn't they just do that automatically and just show a little blip and then move it off? Not a trigger you have to acknowledge. There is a graphic there. You do know that, right? Like, um, yeah, he like glows red anytime he exiles something. Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice. Yeah. Anytime anything is prevented, the card that prevents it from happening glows red. So like if you try to gain life while the Ferocidon is out, uh, the Ferocidon will glow red. If you, if something gets exiled instead of going to the graveyard because of Kumano, Kumano will glow red for a second. Oh, interesting. To kind of indicate what you should look at this card. To not get, yeah. Okay. I didn't see that. I, I guess I was looking for the proc that procked up when you play an adversary or something like that. But yeah, I'll have to be more mindful of that, I guess. You learn something. I didn't know that either. So. Yeah, they, there's like a red kind of glow that pops out of them whenever they prevent something from happening. Yeah, um, I know what you're talking about because they do it on uh, spells that can't be countered. We'll glow red. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put them on the back to indicate that they're going to make your life miserable if you try to counter And they'll them. glow yellow if they're going to come into play tapped. I did notice that. Yeah, that's your relatively yep. new. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, it it is not that same glow. It's more of like a circle underneath the card on the arena mm-hmm. board, but there is a trigger to show you when something presents something. I do think one of the things arena could really benefit from that is in their spell slingers game hmm. is the tracking of things played. Yeah, a uh, spell log. Yeah, a spell log. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like a game log. Yeah, they have they that have in- that go so yeah, would you call it Mitgo? And that, yeah, I guess that's a MTG. Yeah, that's a, I've just never heard it said like uh, that. Also, uh, you know, the other famous abbreviation that would help you a lot, Ben, RTFC. RTFC, real time. No, read the fuck card. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just, hold on, let's go back to the MTGO thing. Can we just call it Mountain Go? Mountain Go. Mountain Go. That sounds like a new type of Mountain Dew. It's like, that's what they should have called their energy, energy drink. Yeah. drink is Mountain Go. <laughs> <laughs> mm. We should get hired. We should be admin. Well, I get to be Don Draper. I mean, if you want to be that kind of person in your <laughs> life, no one can stop you. I probably don't. Yeah, you part. Yeah, that's not that's not my vibe. I'd probably be that dude who fell in with the cult. <laughs> I've not seen Mad Men, so I don't know what you're talking about. All I know is that Don Draper's not a good person. No, he's like the guy you love to hate. See, I could tell that because of the fedora. Oh, do all bad men wear fedoras? Because Indiana Jones wore a fedora. <laughs> he wasn't bad. He. I, he stole culturally significant artifacts from. Dang it! Sold it Don't ruin Indiana Jones for me, man. Anyways, do you have anything else to add to your uh, your little bit here that we're doing? No. Or are we moving on? No, I, I said my piece. I, I I guess arena is okay. I just it just really sucks. Give me a spell log. Yeah. Yes, I I would go for that. Even if you could just like um, this is the you bring it up when you. Don't know what the hell's going on. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be there constantly. Um, yeah, it could be like saying the spell slingers thing is just an icon, and then you tap it, yeah. and then it brings it up. Why? Why? If you can put that in your chintzy little fucking piece of shit Hearthstone ripoff, yeah, why can't I have it in your actual? Arena? Well, they are. They already have a thing where you, there's an arrow where you can bring the card in and out when it's like on the stack. So why can't mm-hmm. they just have an arrow that brings the log in and brings the log out? Exactly. It wouldn't clutter the UI. It's there. Enough. It's there. It are, I mean, like The game runs a, a log in the background, so it wouldn't be that hard to bring it to the forefront so you can read what happened when you don't understand what's going on. Yeah. There's a lot of bugs. People are really mad about a sound bug, I guess. I see it all over Twitter all the I, time. They still haven't fixed that. As we deduced when we were playing last uh, challenge, I play with the sound off ninety percent. Yeah, me too. I have not noticed any. I, 
I don't know that. I I think I played with the sound on for about thirty seconds. Yeah. So and I'm like, what sound? Bro? It really this game has. Sound? It really upsets me when I'm playing on my iPad and I got picture in picture like playing a movie, and then when I play start the movie and I'm watching it and then I go to play arena, it shuts my movie off and plays the arena noises. <sighs> Stop it. I had to set up the way I yeah, liked it. And then I have to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minor complaint. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I don't like any of the sound in Arena. And thankfully, it's like... It's one of those games where I can actually listen to something else while I play it. Like, I can listen to a podcast or something. Mm-hmm. It's probably the, the only video game that I don't play with a headset on. You don't need a lot of the noises. No, yeah. they're, they're, they're nice to have if you like that kind of thing, but they're not... Necessary, which is fine. You guys want to talk about the the, the gladiator challenge a little bit? Sure. Just, uh, do a little. So, what did we do? Do any of you guys want to start? Or... Yeah, I built a hundred card deck. Singleton, no commander, no sideboard. Yes. That's all I have to say. No. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so you haven't played. You didn't. Uh, uh, play test no I, I did not yeah I did not play I, I finished it at five o'clock this morning because I have problems when I'm brewing and I couldn't I've never built from the ground up a commander deck let alone gladiator deck which I guess is pretty much the same process except you're not accounting for a commander and mm-hmm. I had really like committal issues to what I was building. And then a couple times, I accidentally didn't save the deck I was building and had to start over. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, with 100 cards searching through every single card in the database. And this one was a little tricky, too, because I didn't really... This is going to make me sound bad, but I didn't really want to spend wild cards. <laughs> so I was trying to operate with what I had as much as I could. <laughs> I, I did not spend any wild cards on mine. I'll tell you that. Oh man, yeah. Feeling really good about where I stand today. I spent some wild cards on mine. I can't remember how many, but I, I also, I feel really good about mine. I play tested mine in the event. Okay, cool. Um, how many matches do you think you got? Like, I played, I, I played two matches, but okay. I, I two best of three matches. I won yeah. four out of five of the games. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I went two and zero the first match, and two and one the second one. Okay. Um, Are we copying our decks and pasting them for proof? Yeah, right we have to. Yeah, we should submit our decks in the Discord. As uh, gotta keep everything on the level. So uh, go ahead and lock those in now. Mine's locked in. No more changing. Gonna log in. Yeah, I'm not changing mine anymore either. I don't. I had enough time with this. I'm just done. No. So I started going a route of like, hey, I could do like an is it type thing and be like real Mm -hmm. fast spells. And I was like, oh, I can make everything like draw cards. And then what the bad thing is when you look through all the cards and you're like, this would be good. This would be good. This would be good. You end up with like 235 cards. And then you're like, now I have Mm -hmm. to whittle down to 100. Yeah. Uh, And that's not conducive to like doing this quickly or... I mean, I guess it's thorough, but I, I I missed a lot of the time for all these cards when they were released because I didn't play Magic. So I'm still learning what all these cards that were, you know, from sets beat past. They're even, you know, from Amonkhet on to standard, current standard, I guess I know pretty well. But anything before that, if it's not in Pioneer, I don't even, I'd never even heard of the card. So, yeah, I did look uh, into a lot of, different things but i ended up settling on a, a mono white angel slash cleric deck i guess i don't know it does some stuff mm. interesting i played quite a lot uh of gladiator kind of like the format they're longer matches and stuff so it takes a lot to play them so i can see why some because some people were complaining that oh jesus on, christ on the uh, Sorry, I'm looking at your list, and I'm like, th- these matches were long already when I was playing against everything. <laughs> and I'm looking at your list, and I'm like, this is going to take two f- hours to play against you. 
I'm sorry, man. I, I had to do blue white control. See, I was looking um, at that's why I was like, you bastard, because this is like a lot of what I had on there. Wait, you're allowed to use Tim Ferry Master of Time? That should yeah. be illegal. Yeah. No, no, Tim Ferry was Time Raveler's not legal. Oh, this is yeah. okay. Sorry. This time is Revelers other Tim Ferry. Yeah. So I did blue white control. I played, I don't know, a lot. I did like more than ten matches probably. I like where my I like where my deck's at. So hope you guys aren't busy this afternoon. It might take a minute. <laughs> the thing about this that I I realized kind of halfway into building was that it's a it's a twenty life game. How how many uh how many wild cards did you use? Just out of curiosity. Me? Or Dave? Dave. Because he said he used wild cards. Five rare? I didn't count any mythics because i had a bunch and i didn't count right the uh common and uncommons but i i burnt a lot of mythics and commons and uncommons and like five yeah rare, i did I get think. a few commons and uncommons i mean i had you, to dip in and using all those rares for blue white control and you didn't get a brainstorm uh, you know i thought really hard about brainstorm i was like this is this okay i'm gonna i'm gonna prove that i'm a dork and don't know but I, I i can't even i just like i don't understand why brainstorm is really good what oh, oh my god you have to explain oh, it to me. <laughs> okay so when you I'm discard sorry, your two I've, cards I've outed listen, as a dork. when you discard your two cards you hide away the cards you don't want them to make you discard. That's one important fact of it. Oh, yeah. So it it helps to counter your you know thought seizes, your caresses, and whatnot. Okay, but also what? the the large difference and the reason that it is considered the the superior one blue draw card is that mm-hmm. it gets you three cards deep. Okay. Uh, so, so when you're seeking, because that's typically, mm-hmm. you know, you're drawing your card spells to find something. Mm-hmm. It gets you three cards deep for one blue. Okay. But then and you then the you are you, arranging your draws for the next few yep, turns. You put and your so big like cards, you can't you cast. Know, yep. Yeah, if you know you have scry, for example, you can pitch a card on the top and then scry and get rid of it. Okay. It you well, far I, more control over streamlining your draws. Yeah. Well, I... I I gathered the scry thing, but I didn't get the the thought that she's thing. And, oh yeah, it's huge like, in that crowd. Uh, didn't account for the getting three cards deep thing. So I knew, like, I it's I'm kind of dumb. it's I'm the, not dumb. It's the same reason I'm, that Sensei's divining top was so good. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the amount of draw; it's how deep you can get into your deck. Okay, so. I'm not dumb enough to not understand it's good. I just didn't understand what made it good enough to utilize it in my mind. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So now that you've explained it to me, I definitely should have put that in there instead of something like ops, which is oh, ops good. So. Well, ops good, but like if you're like one, one man talking uh, yeah. about what to cut. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, opt is the opt. current standard in modern for one blue card draw. Yeah. It's just that. Uh, or consider the only reason brain. Brainstorm isn't in there because it's not legal in modern. Consider if you have a yeah. game graveyard plan. Opt if you don't. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Considers. I forgot that Consider has taken over Opt because I forgot that Consider came out. It's really good. <laughs> Mine is uh, completely themeless. It is just straight up Sultai good stuff. Sultai's what colors again? Nice. Blue and green and... Blue, green, black. Black, okay. Got some Ugans in there, so... I also do again in one of my matches. Ooh, you're scaring me. What's the time master of times? The one where you alt for negative ten and get two turns. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, put that. I altered him in one match, and the guy just uh, the person just conceded, and he's like, "I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to sit through two turns." So it's really good when you pull off an ultimate. I'll tell you that. I did not. I had to fairy time master in my deck at one point, but he just. Mm-hmm. I, I ended up sitting with him in my hand a lot and never casting him, and I was like, maybe I shouldn't have. Uh, I had some Dovin that was in that, like, I played him and he did like absolutely nothing, and I'm like, why is this card in here again? I it, I must have thought it did something I didn't do. 
I, I am mad now seeing your deck that I took out negate. Mm. I wish I'd left negate in there. I had I originally had negate and uh and what's the blue the one blue two colorless you encounter a blue spell unless they pay three for one mystical blue. Mystical dispute. Mystic dispute. Mystic dispute. Yeah, I remembered it same time. Uh, I don't know. This should be interesting. I don't, you guys, any, any takeaways of your deck? I'm glad I didn't go around? blue because then it would have been a lot of counter stuff. Mm-hmm. I brought all the counter for everyone. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I actually was like, maybe I shouldn't do this because it's going to take too long. So maybe I'm being, a, a, maybe I'm, I'm the, maybe I'm the asshole on this one. I don't know. <laughs> We'll see. I guess we'll see how it plays out. I guess we'll see how it plays out. We might have to go to time and then uh, pick it up later and finish the, the challenge. That's my concern, and I will admit that it'll be 100% my fault if that happens. Yeah, hopefully mine doesn't take very long. No. Oh, I, there's one more piece of news that I wanted to talk about. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. The Homeland story that neither one of you read. I read Homeland. Yeah. I didn't. No spoilers. Didn't I? No, that just came oh, out. Did you read oh, any I thought you meant from Homelands. The oh, okay. The well, no spoilers. I guess we can't talk about it on the podcast then. Can we it. talk about it next week? I'll read it next week. I mean, I'll read it by next week. No, no I mean, how are we going to call ourselves a news podcast? We don't talk about the news. Well, we could talk about like, news after we I get it. Really, it's new to us. Ruined. You're good. It's fine. We don't. We'll cover it next week. And we yeah. can put spoiler we'll tags. Teaser on it. for next week. Let's go ahead and close this podcast down. Uh, Ben, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter at MPGpod. You can find me on my personal Twitter at BeNiceMPG. Where can they find you, Moderator Dave? They can find me on Twitter at Dave underscore MPG. Other Dave, as far as I'm aware, still does not know the internet exists. Uh, You can find me... uh, not online, but in the swamps in Louisiana, <laughs> catching out in a fan boat. You, 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 did you sign up for one of those naked and afraid challenges? No, that's just naturally how I catch alligators. Oh, dang! Naked. Do you hang out with that coach from the Water Boy? Uh, coach O. Yeah, the Swamp Monster. You're so cool. I actually, I, I, I have been there at some point, and. Uh, there are definitely people down there who talk like that. It, that is not <laughs> like it seems like it should be an exaggeration, but it like there are multiple times we're talking to people. I'd be like, "Do you repeat that?" I did not um, understand. So I was down there for about a month, and I the first week I was down there, I was like, "I don't have a clue what these guys are saying." And like after a week, it was like you just got acclimated to it. You're like, "All right, new pack of cigarettes, okay." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, make sure, if you have any questions, stories of your own about alligators and fan boats, send us an email at show at magicprovinggrounds.com. Also, if you want to start using the podcast at magicprovinggrounds.com, that one works now too. So we're going to move over to that one, but either one works for now. Follow us on Twitch at magicprovinggrounds on Twitch or on Check out the VOD or our YouTube channel for the playback. Or if you have a time machine, you can go back in time and watch it live. Uh, Also, go back in time and buy me a couple black lotuses. Send them to the Swamp Shack, (laughs) Louisiana. You don't need to put anything else on there. They know where it's at. All right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, Cue the outro music. There's been a lot of talk recently about the Unfinity stickers mechanic being eternal format legal and people bitching about it. Wait, the stickers? That can't be true, right? It's true, man. It's true. You know how I said that there would be no way to duplicate the perpetual mechanic in arena and paper? Oh, no. It's kind of like that. Except it's not stupid like Arena, where it's like perpetually good, but it's you can change um, 
the base power and toughness with stickers. You just put a sticker on, on the thing? Yeah, well, they're, the mechanic's a little different, but yeah, you, it's a sticker put on it. Oh, no. And then... Um, Might as well just start making dry erase boards as yeah. cards. Um, I think it's a cool mechanic. And then um, the other one that people are talking about that is probably might see some play is that you can use a sticker to change the name of a card. By adding like Urza's, whatever, like uh, say somebody pithing needs your pithing needles your Jace the Mind Sculptor so that you can't activate his ability, and then you put a sticker on it that turns it into Urza's Jace's Jace the Mind Sculptor, and Urza the card, Mind Sculptor. Yeah, Urza the Mind Sculptor. Oh no. Um, and then it's the name's different, so pithing needle doesn't affect that. I, I this is the first I've heard of them, so. 